It's time now for the Business Spotlight. It's brought to you by SIU Family Medicine. Today, we're talking about a very important subject, post-traumatic stress disorder. Megan Golden is a licensed clinical social worker joining us here. Megan, thank you for your time. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to be here. We have heard about PTSD probably most often in the context of soldiers returning from combat and the challenges they face when they return. But this is really something that can affect anybody in a a variety of the stresses that we might encounter. So I, I guess if you could just start out by explaining what exactly is post-traumatic stress disorder and how does it manifest itself? Sure. Um, So PTSD um, did get a lot of um, attention related to the Vietnam War, and that's kind of when a lot of research started on it. But it can affect anybody that's been through any kind of traumatic experience. Um, Really, there's four things we see in people with PTSD. uh, Intrusive symptoms, such as flashbacks and nightmares, avoidant symptoms, avoiding returning maybe to where the trauma happened, Um, arousal, where you have the stress hormones, cortisol coursing through your body, heightened heart rate, and then um, changes with mood and emotions and things like that. And then those symptoms start to affect your level of functioning. So suddenly it's affecting your work, your relationships, your parenting, all of those things. We've all come through an extremely stressful year with the pandemic. Are we seeing an increase in PTSD in the broader society at large? I would say definitely. Um, I primarily work with the Medicaid population here at SIU, but I have some friends in private practice who take more private insurances and all of them have uh, pretty long wait lists. I think COVID to me, um, just from what I've read and what I've what I've seen the last uh, year, anything that was already going on, it was heightened because suddenly there was no distractions. There was um, less community support, things like that. So yeah, I think it's um, affected a lot of people financially. Some people have lost loved ones. Um, some people have made really major changes with marriages and jobs. Stress is a part of everybody's uh, everyday life, and sometimes it can actually be a, a good motivator to get things done. But but how do you know when it's gotten to the point where it is a, a serious issue, where you really do need some help, some intervention with it? I think I agree. Stress can be great. I think stress in my career, it's helped me um, get things done on time. It's helped push me to work harder. But toxic stress, we would probably call um, something damaging. So if the stress is really taking away from your ability to experience pleasure, joy, fun, um, if you're no longer doing things that kind of fuel you and feed you and um, help give your life meaning and purpose, that can be problematic. And uh, increased substance abuse was a real problem during COVID. There was really high rates of relapse with people who had been previously sober and clean for a long time. Um, So I think, yeah, anytime stress takes away from your ability to live your life and love your family and do your work, We're talking with Megan Golden, a licensed clinical social worker, about post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, What sort of help is available? What kind of treatments can can actually deal with this? Um, There are medications available, which isn't my area of expertise, but um, some of them can be really helpful. I focus more on psychotherapies. Um, There are some really great psychotherapy treatment options here in town and elsewhere for PTSD Um, the ones that are really good and evidence-based have one thing in common. They expose you to the trauma again, but in a safe and controlled setting. So you might, um, imagine the trauma again while using relaxation exercises. You might talk through your beliefs and your thoughts and how they've been kind of formed through trauma and basically help rewrite your own story in a way that empowers you and doesn't make you feel like a survivor and not a victim. Um, So I definitely can nerd out about this for a long time, but I'll just say psychotherapy can be really effective. And I'm hopeful that one of COVID's legacies is that people are more willing to receive counseling and help um, and that it helps with the stigma. Is this a situation where someone is ultimately cured or is this 
long-term, ongoing therapy, medication, whatever it might be, uh, that someone's really going to have to be in this for the long haul to, to deal with the after effects of PTSD? I think it really depends on what the trauma was, how old you were when it happened, whether it was one event or a series of events or ongoing kind of cyclical. Some people, I think, can be what we would kind of think of as cured through things like prolonged exposure, eye movement desensitization, and reprocessing. If it's maybe not as severe, um, we really can do some treatments that deal with neurology and the brain and um, your emotions and all kinds of stuff. So some people can go through therapy and not have those symptoms anymore. But I think more people, it's really a lifelong process of coping skills. Maybe they have therapy for a couple years and then they're fine, and then they have little booster sessions later. But hopefully the therapy teaches them kind of self-management things they can do long time, like yoga, taking walks, volunteer work, um, just other healthy coping skills and hobbies. A lot of people who are watching or listening may not be going through this themselves, but may actually recognize some of what we're talking about in somebody that they love. How can they help that individual maybe steer them toward treatment or just be a a good support system for them? I love that Um, because, yeah, not everybody maybe is in this situation. But if you have a friend or a loved one or a coworker um, kind of focusing on not what's wrong with them and what do they need to be fixed, but how, you know, what maybe happened to them and how can we help? That's kind of the cornerstone of what we call trauma-informed care. So focusing not maybe on their problematic behaviors or attitude changes, but just trying to connect with them personally and talk to them, listen. Um, If you have been to therapy yourself, I always find it's helpful to tell them and maybe they're more willing to go. Maybe they didn't know you had gone, so they might go. But yeah, just being a friend, being supportive, being present. We know that sometimes this is a real journey to people might try a particular doctor, a particular medication, find it doesn't work, uh, maybe get frustrated. You might have to try several different uh, options here. Are are there multiple options uh, available? If somebody has tried uh, a couple of things that haven't seemed to make much of a difference, are are there other things they can... uh, they can do. Sure. I definitely, and I'm super biased as a psychotherapist, but um, I would always encourage people to try a few different therapists, a few different modalities, um, and to give that a real chance because we know from the research that it can be super effective. Um, But we don't want to not consider what we call contemporary and alternative medicine, such as acupuncture, acupressure, tai chi, yoga, those kind of other therapies when combined with um, psychotherapy or medication can be really helpful. Even on their own, they can be helpful as well. Um, But yeah, I always would encourage people really find that therapist that you connect with. Um, All therapists are different. You know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, So I've sent people to friends of mine who are therapists and they've done very well. So um, I just would hope people wouldn't try once and then call it done because there's, we live in a resource rich community here, I think, uh, having come from some other communities with less options. So I think there's definitely help out there. You just have to kind of look around for it. Megan Golden, licensed clinical social worker. Thank you so much for uh, telling us uh, more about PTSD and the help that's available out there. If people would like to learn more, maybe schedule an appointment. How how do they reach out to do so? Sure. Um, I work for SIU School of Medicine and uh, our phone number is 217-545-8000. You can ask for me, Megan Golden, I'll get you pointed in the right direction. Um, Also, we've got uh, our Survivor Recovery Center, a new program for survivors of crime, and that number is 545-7815. Thank you, Megan, for joining us here in the Business Spotlight, WMAY on 92.7, 94.7, and 970 AM.